Hello, everybody. On tonight's episode of Backseat Quarterbacks, we're doing something a little different. This episode was recorded December 21st, and so we do not know the results of the Week 16 games, but we are going off the assumption that they went the way we think they're going to go, and we are going on a quick rundown, not a deep dive, a shallow dive into all 32 teams and where they go into next season. We talk cap space, we talk draft, we talk coach changes, player personnel changes, everything. It's very brief. It is not a long episode. We're we're banking this one because I'm going to be out of town next week and I don't want to leave you guys without an episode. We will keep track of picks. Uh, as I said in the last intro, intro from last week's episode, I need to talk in present, past tense, future. It's weird. It's December 21st right now. So when you hear this, Christmas will be over. It's going to be December 28th. So I hope you all had a happy holiday and had time with your family, friends, and whatnot, and got good gifts from Santa. How about that? So this will be a brief intro. I don't want to keep it long. I don't even know the results of last week's games, but I think I did very well gambling. Santa, I was on the nice list. So without further ado... Here is Sterling and Greg. Hello, Greg. We are not joined by Steven this week. This is a bonus episode that's coming out the week after Christmas because we are not going to all be available. Uh, Me particularly, I'll be in California without the recording equipment. So the picks will be emailed in. Uh, This is okay. What you're hearing right now is the picks will be made. We'll have an update on the next week. What we're doing here is a little special. No picks in this podcast. We're going to go over all 32 teams and what we think they have to do to be uh, either stay competitive or get competitive or what changes they have to make. We have a couple parameters here. We're going to try to keep this podcast within about an hour and 10 minutes, all said and done. Uh, so that gives us about two minutes and 30 seconds per team, give or take. We're going to try to do a hard stop on each of them. We'll see how good we do with that. But uh, we're going to start bad to bad to good. So this might be a little longer at the, at the start because these are bad teams that have a lot of changes. We're going to alternate who starts. We'll try to keep it balanced. Uh, but okay. You good, Greg? How are you doing? Ha- Merry Christmas. Dude, by the way. How was your Christmas? Hey, Merry Christmas. Uh, Christmas was amazing. I got everything that I wanted. Um, and even Stephen, uh, allowing me to do this podcast um, by myself with you. Uh, he's he's agreed to cede his royalties for this episode to me, which is major money and, and really comes in handy because I'm trying to buy some nice gifts for Hannah this year. So um appreciate you, Steven. Uh, much love. Thank you for your generosity. Um, and thank you, Sterling, for being the host of this beautiful podcast and keeping this thing on the air. You're doing a service to the community. And uh, it is, you know, it really is an act of love and uh, also an act of profit for sure, but also an act of love. I'm a greedy bastard. Uh, just a random thing. This is coming out. This is going to be, obviously, this is coming out. Uh, I don't know what day exactly. The Dodgers just got that Japanese pitcher, too, for 12 years, $325 million. They just signed him, which is insane. So they just got Otani and then the best pitching prospect or player since Garrett Cole was a free agent. So congrats, Dodgers. You probably just won the World Series. That's absurd. But, uh, okay. And we just saw the Rams win. They look good. They look very dangerous. Four and a half was a good bet. Um, okay. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to your loved ones. And uh, happy holidays to all. When you're hearing this, it'll be past Christmas. So I don't even know why I asked that. But okay, here we go, everybody. Ready. The first pick, or the, the I guess the worst team in football right now who does not have the first pick, it's to the Bears, is the Carolina Panthers. Since the Patriots are second, Greg, I'll give you the first time with the Panthers. What do they have to do to get better? What do they have to do to become competitive? 
What do you have to fix? Go. Oh, where do you start? I really don't even know where to begin with this team. There's so many uh, missing pieces. I think, first of all, you're, you're stuck with Bryce Young, right? Like, so you got to give him at least another year. He didn't get a true shot. Um, if I'm if I'm the GM down there, uh, first order of business is wide receiver. Get a, a good wide receiver that can come in and be a true number one for Bryce Young to rely on. Get some separation. Allow him to have somebody that can that can at least get check down passes going. Um, and maybe somebody to shore up the offensive line in the second round. Um, they're not giving him a whole lot of time. So if they can get maybe those two pieces. You know, maybe they give him a fighting chance next year. Um, obviously, they're going to be looking for a coach, too. I mean, this is a team in shambles, and uh, they've got an owner that nobody probably wants to coach for at this point. So um, other than that, uh, it's looking pretty good for Carolina. <laughs> yeah, they're are, they are in shambles. Uh, they will have the 13th most cap going into the offseason. I have the cap charts up here. I'll just say that whenever I talk to teams. $38 million. They're basically in the middle of a pack with that number. Uh, they will be in play for a lot of those free agent receivers, Pittman, T Higgins. You'll hear me say those names a lot, um, but they need offensive line help too. They're basically a worse version of the team. We're going to talk about next, the Patriots where they have all they have is a quarterback in place. And that's still a question mark. They don't even have a coach. Um, they're going to be all over the place. This team has a lot to fix. I think it's more of a three or four year rebuild before we really see if they're actually be competitive or not. That trade is going to, that trade crippled them giving uh, two firsts and DJ Moore for Bryce young. I mean, Bryce Young might be okay. I, I, obviously, CJ Stroud looks like the guy that they should have drafted there. I don't know if Stroud would be competitive with this team, but whatever. Um, what they need to do, you give Bryce Young another chance. You surround him with talent, like you said, and hopefully you can get five, six, seven wins next year, and maybe you can see what you're cooking with, with Bryce Young. Uh, outside of that, this is a terribly run-ran franchise. The owner needs to stop meddling. I think he's fired three coaches now. That's way too many. Three coaches in four years, I think it is that now. Uh, don't yeah. go for the big fish. Get somebody that you actually want to keep and uh, and have something built around because coaches probably are getting worried to take that job now. Jake DeLome's out there. Uh, okay, look at that. That was one minute and 30 seconds. Or one minute and nice. two, minute, two minutes and 25 seconds, sorry. Okay, next team, I'll start. My beloved New England Patriots, I'm on the clock. Here, I'm just gonna I'm gonna be fast. I've talked about this on the podcast this entire year. Basically, they have the third most cap space, 75 million. T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, be in on both of those. They have a lot of offensive linemen that are free agent uh eligible, including Trent Brown. I think you need to keep one or two of them. Uh that defense are gonna lose Josh Uche. I don't think you need to touch the defense. Draft maybe another lineman or a defensive lineman or pass rusher, maybe a linebacker in later rounds, but the but the first three rounds. Need to be offense. You need to sign offense. That defense is a top five, top 10 defense still. They still could be coached. I want to keep Belichick. You uh, bring in a GM. I could, I could ramble on and on. Mac Jones is not the answer. You take Caleb or Drake May, whichever one. I really want Caleb. I'm very happy with Drake May. Outside of that, if you're the third pick, Marvin Harrison Jr., and then you draft, then you maybe have to trade back into the first round or take a flyer on someone like Kirk Cousins or one of the free agent quarterbacks as a, as a stopgap or give Mac Jones another chance. I don't think he's the answer, but at worst case scenario, draft talent, get talent in free agency. The quarterback can be next year. I prefer if it's this year, but this is not a long rebuild. I think this could be, I think this, if they actually get a competent quarterback and a couple of skill position players and an offense and one or two offensive linemen, I think they'll compete for a wild card spot. The AFC is deep, but their defense is really good, and it's it, that is a playoff caliber defense. So the offense is what needs to be brought back. Uh, if you do fire Belichick, 
Ben Johnson, the Houston coordinator. That's it. That's 130. You go, Greg. Yeah, I agree with a lot of what you said. Um, I think if they keep Belichick, this is really half a rebuild for the Pats. Um, obviously, it's all on the offensive side. Um, new quarterback, probably out of the draft. They're, they're going to have an early pick, and there's a lot of talent this year. Um, and even beyond the marquee names that everybody's talking about, um, I think there's a lot of talent uh, in the later rounds too. So um, it'll be interesting to see who they go with. Um, but you got to surround whoever they pick up with at least some free agents that that are that are real prospects and real real talent and somebody that this rookie can rely on. It's so hard for these rookies like we saw with Bryce Young to come in the league, have some washed out guy that's the number one. I'm not saying that's you, Adam Thielen, but it's you. And, you know, Adam actually had a pretty good year, all things considered. But he's just not enough um, to keep an offense clicking. And, uh, yeah, so I think you're obviously much much more well-versed in the past. So I'll defer the rest of the time to what you've said. I think it was much more informed than what I've provided. Yeah, that'll be my best, most concise take here. So uh, that's time. We went basically 2.30. We're zooming along. Okay, Arizona Cardinals. Greg, you're first up. Arizona. Um, I think that they are going to ship off Kyler Murray. So we've got another team that's probably in the hunt for a quarterback here. Um, I, I think he's become too expensive. They obviously signed him to a deal that I think they've come to regret. Um, but there's a lot of talent on that team. I think they've got a fairly good defense. Um, they probably need a couple more parts there, maybe a new cornerback. Um, I like the job their current coach is doing. I don't know if he's going to be the long-term solution there, but, um, Arizona, you know, has had some moments this year that have been pretty surprising. Um, so I guess it really surrounds on, you know, what the story is with Kyler, if they're going to actually build the team into the future with him, if he's really the guy, um, I don't know that I would stake my claim with him, but you know, it is what it is at this point. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I've got. Cardinals are ninth in cap space, 50, about 56 million. Kyler Murray, I don't think is, he has to be moved by June, I think, or else you take on that dead cap, uh, I kind of go on the opposite direction. I think they could go QB. I think what they should do is I don't think they're going to be in that. I mean, I guess they're tied with New England and record-wise. I don't think they're going to have – I think New England's going to lose out. Uh, I think Arizona could steal a game uh, in their in their final three. But regardless, if they get a second pick, it changes a lot. At the current place where they're slotted third, I think you take Marvin Harrison Jr. If you're there, you give Kyler one more chance. It's a rookie head coach this year. Um, the team was competitive. A lot of those games, you know, we forget we're so deep into the season, but they they were not getting blown out until the second half, which means they're not god awful. Obviously, the win loss is all that really matters, but they have a decent team. I think that you give Kyler one a full year, bring in some receivers. Their best receiver, you know, who is Hollywood Brown, who was kind of failed with Lamar Jackson. So, uh, if they can get a number one there, maybe Kyler's a guy. I think talent wise, Kyler's a top. 10 15 qb i know he has his limits but you know we're, we're we're about a year and a half two years removed of arizona being the one seed at one point in the in the nfc and a lot of people forget that because they got blown out in that car in that uh division game against the rams but yeah i i think you stay with kyler a lot of other issues the qb i think qb needy teams they are a qb needy team but um not as much as where it's going to be a thing oh look at that time okay 
onto, I think, one of the most, one of the most interesting. The, I think this is the second or third most interesting team uh, that we're going to talk about. The Commies, the Washington Commanders. They go into the offseason with a whopping $90 million of cap space. They have obviously traded away a lot of that defense. Uh, but they have really above average skill position players, starting with Terry McLaurin. They have to make the decision because I also don't think they're going to be in the top three. So they're either going to have to trade a lot of assets to get one of those QBs. Caleb Williams is from Washington, D.C., so maybe he's the target. But Caleb Williams, Drake May, uh, or what I think they should honestly do instead of giving up a lot of assets for a QB is take the best offensive lineman available, which is the guy from Penn state at the fourth pick or the fifth pick. And you build an offensive line and Sam Howell probably is not the answer. However, uh, I don't think they're going to, I don't think it's smart unless Caleb or Drake may is legitimate franchise changing. Cause they will suck with this Washington team next year. They'll be Sam Howell basically with how that offensive line is. You draft the offensive line and you get the QB the next year. Bolster up the offensive line, spend money in free agency. They can they can basically sign any lineman they want, and they can help on that defensive line as well because they have so much money to be able to spend. Don't splash on huge signings, but you know they can really they can really make this cap space work. And they, we forget a year ago, they were kind of competitive at points. And so this is not a terrible team. The win loss is not good, but uh, they are competitive in games. It's interesting. Ninety million dollars in cap space. Go, Greg. Got a minute? Yeah, if I've got that ninety million, I'm spending it in the trenches. Um, I totally agree with you. The offensive line has got to be a point of concern for them. Uh, I think Hal currently is the most sacked quarterback in the NFL. And I honestly don't know that I would move away from him. I really like what I've seen. Um, he's a young guy. He's made a lot of really, uh, really impressive throws. Um, you know, he's, he's mistake prone, but, um, he's, you know, he's still learning and he's, he's playing behind a, a really patchwork, uh, line there. I would also show up the defensive line. Totally agree with that. Uh, but I think point number one for Washington has to be their head coach. That's going to be a massive pick. Uh, obviously, Rivera's gone. They've got new ownership there. Um, Rivera's been kind of skating by um, as the former owner, Snyder, was dealing with all kinds of other issues. So I would honestly like to see him take a look at Frank Reich. Um, maybe give him a shot. Um, I, I think he got kind of done dirty. In Carolina, obviously, Tepper is a, a horrible, horrible owner. And, um, you know, I don't think it was a, a winnable situation whatsoever. So I would I would help out both the lines and get a good head coach. So that's Their about all you coach need. will be Eric Bieniemy, almost certainly. Oh, that's probably fair. That's yeah. probably fair. He'll get the yeah. chance. And I'd love to see him get a shot, too. I think he's yeah. a great dude and it will do a great job. Yeah, and Hal is Hal is very unique because he makes some great throws and then he makes some bad throws. I agree. Yeah. Okay. This is the most interesting team. You get the first crack at it. I think this and the Saints. I'll just I'll just spoiler alert it. The Chicago Bears. Oh. Chicago Bears. Before we start, I'm just gonna do the cap space going into next year for each of these teams. So I so I'm not spoiling. I'm giving you it. The Chicago Bears have the seventh most cap space, about sixty three million dollars heading into next season, and you're up, Greg. I think it's time to move on. Um, Justin Fields is not the answer. I think he's had more than enough time to develop. And um, it just seems to be the same story with him. It's like, well, maybe if we get him this, and maybe we get him this, and maybe if we do this, and maybe we do that. No, I just don't think he's I don't think he's that great. I think he's uh, 
you know, a fair to middling mobile quarterback um, who struggles, is very streaky. He has really good games. He has really awful games. And you can't have that in the NFL. You got to have consistency week to week if you want to make a playoff run, which the Chicago Bears most definitely do. Um, so I think this is a team that definitely needs to to move on. Obviously, he's coming up on you either sign him. And if you sign a quarterback at this point in time to a second contract, it's big money. It doesn't even matter if they're they're unproven. We've seen this with, you know, Danny Dimes. We've seen this with uh, many other quarterbacks. So I think it's time to move on. Try to trade him. Get whatever value you can. Maybe you don't get much, but it is time to move on from the Justin Fields experience. Get somebody else in there. Um, shore up the offensive line. And, you know, I think that defense is pretty solid. Honestly, they've been really, really good the last few weeks. So I hope to see some continued improvement from that that unit. Um, and, you know, we'll see if Eberflus gets another shot. Probably not. But honestly, I'd, I'd, I'd roll the dice on him one more time. I would, fire, I would fire Eberflus. I would think long and hard about fields because they will have the first pick more than likely. And the question is, when you're evaluating the QBs, do you want Caleb? Do you want Drake May? And if you want, and you you talk with the Patriots, you talk with you basically talk with the Patriots, and you say, hey, what quarterback do you want? And because now I think there's actually an evaluation thing here. I actually I'm always going to be pro Caleb, but I do think there's a lot of people pushing for May. Uh, he's a different quarterback than Fields. Caleb obviously is more like Fields. You tell the Patriots, hey, do you want which one do you want? And obviously you leverage it. Maybe you can pick up a second pick if you're getting off. Or you pick up like the 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 pick behind, and you take the other QB, and you get a third rounder or or something. Um, I think they can leverage that pick and they can, they've obviously stocked up on draft picks doing that trade. I'm not as out on fields as you are. I do think that he has a lot of, um, I think he has a lot of inadequate traits in terms of like how uh, some of the mistakes he makes and whatnot as a passer, but the athleticism is so good at times where it really makes up for it. We haven't really got to see a full picture. Last season's a wash because it's a terrible, terrible uh, skill position group. Uh, they have to DJ Moore, and, and he looks like an actual talented passer. Now, you pick up another guy in free agency or in the draft. In the, I mean, Michael, Mike, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. Right? If you have him and DJ Moore, and a field sucks, get a new QB net in the next year. I think they're going to go QB. I think you're right. Get Eberflus out of there. Uh, but I would not be surprised if they stick with Fields one more time. Give him one more shot. Uh, either so they're in a good spot. I actually think this is a team that you you as a if you're a Bears fan, you should be happy that they're in this situation. They're gonna have two top ten picks. Uh, yeah. So that's it. I went a little over, but that's that's an interesting team. That's our first time going really over. Okay, the next team. This is another hard one to do. It is the New York Giants. The New York Giants have the New York Giants are in the middle of cap space with thirty six million. They owe Danny Dimes a lot of money. Uh, they thought they might have something in, in Tommy Cutlets. Doesn't look like that anymore. Saquon's a free agent. A uh, lot, lot of problems there. They're going to keep Dayball 100%. He's not on the hot seat. Dayball is, uh, I think Dayball is one of the better coaches in football, at least in the top 50 percentile. I just don't like the team. I don't think that they have a really good roster. I know they made the playoffs last year. That's very impressive, but the roster just doesn't really inspire anything in me. Um, you have to give the reins back to Danny Dimes at least one more year for the contract they signed him for. He's eligible to be cut next year for or get released next year or traded next year for no dead cap space, pretty much. Really, I think they're in limbo for this next season. Uh, and 
we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens with them. So uh, that that's really my take. I think they're in limbo next year. They're not going to be a playoff team. They can also be very competitive, but we shall see what uh, what Danny Dimes does or what Dayball does in the team. Yeah, they're locked into Jones for, you know, the next year, obviously. And he's going to be costing that franchise a lot of money for the next several years. Um, it's going to be the same year next year for New York as it was this year. I, I really don't think you're going to see a whole lot of improvement no matter what they do in the draft. They they just don't have uh, high enough picks. Um, and there's so much work that needs to be done here. Like, they're, they're really... It, it's unfortunate. Like, it seemed like last year there was a glimmer of hope that they were kind of on the, the upswing. They were going to be an NF an NFC East contender, and 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 then the, the bottom just fell out this year. Um, and I think that that was more of a reflection of the fact that they had a lot of lucky wins last year that um, we didn't really account for. There was a lot of one score games that went their way. It was like the Minnesota Minnesota Vikings that one year. I think that was last year too. Um, yeah. And so the luck, the luck run out, ran out and um, they've got so many pieces that are going to be missing. I think Saquon moves on. I think he's probably over the organization. Uh, he'll go sign a one year, two year deal somewhere else. Um, and, you know, hopefully they can find uh, a running back in the draft that, you know, doesn't cost a ton of money, but there's a lot missing from this team. So that, that looks not great for New York, unfortunately. No, it's not. And, uh, that was good. We were with that time. The next team actually is the New York Jets. So, oh, geez. They're the stadium. The Jets are in the bottom half. They're in the, they only have 15 million in cap space. Uh, we haven't talked about a team with negative cap space going to next year, but there are some and uh, there's some bad ones here. But the, the Jets are 15 million in cap space. I think the main question, I, maybe you'll agree or not agree, is uh, what do you do with Sala? Do you give him another chance? And if so, your your eggs are all in the basket of Aaron Rodgers coming back and being uh, at least halfway decent, better than he will be better than Zach Wilson. I think you can you can rely on that. He can be wheelchair bound, and I, it's hard to be worse than Zach Wilson and the quarterbacks they're throwing out there. Uh, their problems are the offensive line, defense is solid. I think they're I think they're close. They're basically the Patriots with a slightly better defense and one good skill position player with with Garrett Wilson. And then they actually, they have a quarterback, I guess, in, in, in a situation with Rodgers. So they're pretty much in the same spot. It's really, you had to decide, do you want to give the coach another chance? And are they going to be able to uh, solidify the offensive line? Which is a big question mark because they don't have much cap flexibility. They're not currently drafting in a spot where they're going to get one of the top two tackles, the guy from Penn State or Notre Dame. And then after that, there's a big drop off. So are you going to be able to trade up there? Or how are you going to be able to do this? Because I think next year, in my honest opinion, I've said this about Rodgers, I don't think Rodgers is the same guy he was three or four years ago. I think he's lost a step. He's coming off a torn Achilles. And if you don't have good protection there, I think he's going to get killed. So you really have to show up that offensive line. Don't know if they're able to do it. Sorry, Greg, you were supposed to go first on that one. No, you're fine. Um, Everything begins with the offensive line. And they have probably one of the worst ones in the AFC. And uh, beyond that, I would also advise, and I, I guess this applies to the New York Giants too, because it's the same stadium. Pull up that turf, you yes. know, put in put in the new the new turf, or God, just get grass. Uh, I think that that is 
the most glaring issue with both these teams is is the turf monster comes out every year. Obviously, it snatched up Aaron Rodgers very early, um, but it's every year in New York they just it just it's a catastrophe every single season. And I wish the NFL made this a priority. I know they're not going to because it's about money. It's about having the ability to bring concerts in. You know, when we're not playing football or in the off season, it's a lot easier uh, with turf. But you guys make enough money. Like, uh, I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of of people dealing with career-ending injuries, um, all because we need to make a little bit more money than we're already making. So uh, pull that stuff up already. But mostly for the Jets, I, I don't know. Salah, uh, I think he's a middling um coach uh, uh, he didn't have a whole lot to work with this year so i'm sure they'll give him another shot um and i would shore up the offensive line that, that that's that's priority number one got to protect the quarterback agreed okay moving on to to a team that's already fired, fired their coach currently started for the eighth pick la chargers um the la chargers are currently at this point Minus $45 million in cap space going into next year. Uh, just a little bit before before you get to start with this take. Um, a lot of I was reading about this actually right before we started. A lot of people thought that the cap was going to go to $256 million. Instead, it's at $242 million next year. Um, that is a pretty massive difference. They I, I'm just I'm reading I'm reading on a Chargers blog right now that basically have to. They're basically going to have to restructure Derwin James, uh, extend Keenan Allen, and extend Khalil Mack, which they're going to. But they're going to have to shed forty million in cap space next year. So I'm going to let you start with this. I don't know if you knew this going into this, so this this might change your opinion. But I think um, I think we kind of agree on what it is. Chargers go. Chargers. So offensively, they've got every weapon known to man. Um, Eckler's fading a little bit. I think you got to get another running back in there that can that can really compete for that spot because I don't see things improving for him next year. He's definitely lost a step. He, he's reached that kind of that falling off uh, era for him. Um, bring in Belichick. I know there's been a lot of rumors. I know you don't want to see that, but get in get get a legit coach where there's no excuse, where you don't have someone like Staley you know, twisting the knobs and screwing it up every single, every single game. Um, I think if you get some solid coaching in there for the first time in Herbert's career, get somebody that can actually, you know, uh, put together a decent weekly plan, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, what are we doing to prepare? And I don't think there's anybody that's proven they can do that better than Belichick. And I don't, I know you don't want to see him go, but I think he's, more likely than not, probably heading out of New England. And I think this would be a nice landing spot for him. Um, fresh start, whole lot of talent on that team still. Um, you know, you could you could make some tweaks to the defense, but they don't have a lot of a lot of they have no wiggle room. room. Yeah, they got no room to go out and really spend money. So you kind of got to make do with what you got. Um, so I would say get a, get a new coach in there. I think that's priority number one. Get get a legit coach, somebody that can really. You know, take the reins from day one and whip that franchise into shape for the first time in a very long time. Greg, do you have a stopwatch going on this, by the way? No, sorry. Am you I better, going you over? Get, you better get your stopwatch going because I didn't even give my okay. take on that. So uh, it's okay. Go for it. Uh, my apologies. You're fine. You're fine. Uh, 
I would do one of two things. I would not hire Belichick. I if they do, I'd be kind of upset, but I understand if they do. I think they should go for an offensive guy. Bring in Ben Johnson. They should go all in on him. Hire hire an expensive coordinator that has proven that they can win games. If and this is the big splash, if they really want to do it, they have to shed cap. I do not think this team is going to be good next year. There's a likelihood that Khalil Mack's not on the team or Keenan Allen's not on the team. Uh, it's going to be hard to keep the guys. This roster is built to win now. They went all in. It was a failure because they kept a bad coach. Um, you know, I, I'm fine with whatever they want to do. What I think they should really consider, and they won't do this, I know this is like fantasy land, is they should consider trading Herbert for the first pick or the second pick and restarting the franchise QB clock because they won't do this, but I think the Bears would take that and then they would move Justin Fields and I think the Patriots would take that and then they can, or, or the Patriots would take that and they can pick which whatever QB they can get there and reset the QB clock because I do not think that they're going to be competitive next year. Herbert's on his second deal. Uh, he's very expensive. And I think both those teams would take that in a heartbeat. The Bears, if they do that, can reset with Justin Fields in some other way. I think you can get a second for him. Um, Washington, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. there's Herbert's also, I mean, Herbert's the most overrated quarterback in the NFL, too. Yeah, I think he's really good, but I would put him on the table if, if, because I do think what? that. I just think he has all the talent. I don't think his stats bear out. His win-loss doesn't bear out, but I think the way he can make throws, the way he can scramble. I think Drake May is like Justin Herbert, so I'm high on Drake May, so I'm high on Herbert. I don't want the Patriots to do that. I would be ecstatic if they did. I'd rather get the rookie QB just because I think the Patriots are not an immediate SB contender next year either, but I think that that would be the splash. If they want to do a splash, do Herbert, bring in Ben Johnson, draft Drake May or Caleb, I don't think the team falls off that much if you do that because I think those bo- guys are both NFL ready and you save, on, I mean, $50 million pretty much a year to the next four years, which they need cap relief. So we'll see. They're a unique one too. But realistically, where their issues fall is that they held on to Brandon Staley one year, two years too long. You know, everybody knew this guy was an idiot when he was going for it on fourth and seven from the 40-yard line. Or when he played all his starters that week last year were – Mike Williams got hurt and it was oh, yeah. a meaningless game. Yeah. Great, great call. Yeah. Okay. We have next the Tennessee Titans. Um, another possible Belichick landing spot that uh we've been talking about. They are where are they on the cap chart? They're second. They have $85 million. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Uh, let me start the clock. I'm pretty sure they're gonna give Levis another chance. Uh they are a QB needy team as far as I'm concerned. And maybe they're in Jaden Daniels territory, but they've drafted a QB the last two years in the second round. Um, Levis has shown flashes of decency. I mean, that's really the best I can say. Like he's, he's fine. Uh, I know Malik Willis is not an NFL caliber QB. They still have Tannehill. He's probably out. I don't know if Tannehill's under contract next year. I'm sure he can be cut and they can add cap space. Derrick Henry looks like a shell of himself. And I know that he has an out on his contract, so they'll probably get rid of him. Uh, it's it's actually not a terrible spot to be Tennessee. They don't have many wins. They're not a great roster, but they have a lot of cap flexibility. Mike Vrabel is a solid coach. I don't think he's going anywhere. They're competitive in most games. The defense still plays hard. It's really a matter of what do you want to do with Will Levis? You want to surround him with, do you want a new QB? Do you want to try to go for Jaden Daniels or JJ McCarthy? I would advise against JJ McCarthy in the first round. I think he will be a first round pick, but I would advise heavily against any team drafting him. Uh, Jaden Daniels looks solid, but do you want to surround? Well, do you want to surround 
do you want Jaden Daniels or do you want Will Levis in an offensive line? Because offensive line shaky there. And uh, I think that's the the pattern we're getting here with all these teams is you basically have a shaky or very mediocre or average QB, a bad offensive line. And really when we get into these good teams, you'll see like, well, it's a pretty good QB and then a great offensive line. So I don't know what to do with a lot of these teams. This team's unique because I think they're very mediocre, but they have a lot of cap space. Again, they're going to be like the Patriots where you're just signing receivers and offensive line. Sorry, I went over for that one. You're up, Greg. You're good. Um, I mean, one one thing that they've got going for them is a great head coach, Mike Rables, you know, from the Church of Belichick. Um, and I think he's done so much with so little for so many years in Tennessee that it really is you know, hats off to you, Mike, like very, very impressive run you've had. I think uh, first order of business, if I'm looking at them, their their biggest weakness is their cornerbacks. Their coverage is absolutely horrendous. You can throw on the Titans all day long. And I expect Seahawks to do that. I mean, at this point, they've already done that this week. They've already uh, thrashed uh, the Titans secondary. I forget we're, uh, we're recording this in the future. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, uh, you're going to need to get a good running back in there. Tajay Spears is actually pretty legit. I don't know that he's kind of in the Alvin Kamara school though, where he's more of like, you know, get him an open space, a little screen pass and let him run. You know, you don't want, he's not a, a, a battering ram, like the Derrick Henry's of the world. So you're going to have to get kind of the, the thunder to the lightning that we, uh, that you, we've seen across the league work so well. Um, so I think maybe maybe to make a splash on uh, free acquisition or free agent acquisition for running back, um, and honestly, I think I, I could see the Titans back in the playoffs. You know, one of those teams that kind of you know sneaks a wild card spot um, fairly soon, if not next year, maybe the year after. So, for sure, yeah, for yeah. sure. There's there's a lot of good parts there in Tennessee, and you're also playing in the AFC South, which the AFC and NFC sorry. South are. Yeah. Or no, yeah. no, no, but like yeah, both of those are you know those are yeah divisions that are wide open for. Yeah, absolutely. Nobody stepped up there. Uh, Okay. Who is after them? We're getting into the 10th pick. I'm going to be very quick on this one. It's Atlanta. You can basically have all the time. I'm going to do two things for Atlanta. Number one, fire Arthur Smith. Number two, replace Desmond Ritter with at least something semi-competent. It could be anything better than Desmond Ritter, including Taylor Heineke, who's starting in the past when we're recording there. We'll see how he does. have a lot of money on the Colts in that game. Those are my two things to fix. They have, let me, yeah. let me just say this, their cap space. I do not know where they rank. They are not high. Oh, they're 15th. They're exactly in the middle. 37 million. They have a young roster though. Okay, yeah. here's what you do with if you're Atlanta. Obviously, get rid of Ritter. Um, he is not, uh, he's not a starting quarterback. Trade for Justin Fields. Make a deal with the Chicago Bears. Get him down there. I would love to see him in within that 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 offensive backfield. Um, I think it would add a whole nother layer. You've got a very legitimate running back in Bijan. Start exploiting him. Start using him. Give him twenty touches a game until he proves that he doesn't deserve twenty touches a game. But Arthur Smith has got to go. hundred percent. That guy is uh, is is coaching malpractice every single week. Um, we saw it just, just this past Sunday, I guess I'm getting, I'm getting, uh, confused with timelines here, <laughs> but when they played the Carolina Panthers, um, a game that they most certainly should have won, it was lost on a Desmond Ritter throw that should have never been, should have never been called kick a field goal, you know, 
make it a little bit harder for the Carolina Panthers, make them have to score a touchdown, which you know they cannot do. And instead, we uh, we end up with a, a crazy turnover off of a cartoonish interception, and Atlanta loses the game again that they should have won. He's there's just a terrible. lot of talent. Yeah, he is terrible. But there's a lot of talent in Atlanta. You get a decent quarterback in there off a trade um, or in the draft, and this is a whole different team, especially with a new head coach. Yeah, we actually beat that one by uh, by 30 seconds, so that was quick. Uh, would Yeah, I agree. Atlanta sucks. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, the next up is the Green Bay Packers, who have the 22nd most cap space, around $6 million, so they're going to have to make some moves. The youngest roster in football, and they're paying their wide receiver room nothing. Uh, I could be pretty quick with this, too. I think you give um, – Jordan Love another year. Obviously, they signed him, so they're giving him another year no matter what because he got the – instead of the fifth-year option, they gave him like an extension for a year, which changed up the whole timeline for money-wise for him. They need secondary help, and they need an actual number one receiver. And they're drafting – right now they're slotted at 10. At their current spot, they can get the number one corner in the draft. I don't think that anybody's mocking a corner in the top 10. Or – I think that they could take um, the UW receiver, um, Oduze. Is that how you said? I'm think. not sure, but I know who you're talking about. But he he's up there. I mean, and there's other receivers too. And um, I think that that's where you really go. And you just you build around you build build around Jordan Love. He's shown flashes of 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 being good. He's shown some bad moments. That secondary is not great. I mean, that that's really their problem been this year. I mean, outside of Jared Alexander, you know, who's been hurt a lot of this year, who do they have? Aaron Jones is getting old. You'll draft another running back later in the draft. But this team's actually not ter- – this team is in a, in a fine spot. I know they lost the last two in pretty bad ways. We're recording this after they throttle the Panthers. Uh, but uh, we'll see. I, I do think this team has easy, easy, easy spots to go. Very young roster. Very young and cheap receiver room. You can add to that. They don't have much cap space, but you can e- easily finagle that and and release some of the veterans and make a lot of money. I mean, think about B- Bakhtiari. I'm sure there's an out to cut him after this season, which he will not be back. He's going to the Jets for free to play with Rodgers. Uh, okay, Greg, you go. Um, I think he's actually going to retire from what I'm hearing. I think he's kind of cooked, but we'll see. Good for him. Uh, we'll see. I mean, this maybe that, that Jets. maybe that next knee surgery works. We'll see. But um, I think if I'm looking at the Packers, I think you got to prioritize a pass rusher that can that can make that defensive line somewhat more uh, scary to deal with. Um, and obviously, Aaron Jones is on the way out. Um, Dylan is not a is not a guy that's in the running to replace him. Pardon that pun; that was not intended. But um, I think you got to make a make a splash in the running back market. Pick up somebody legit. Um, and you know maybe maybe add a flashy wide receiver, but I'm actually I'm actually more high on what they've got there in Green Bay. Um, Jaden Reed has been really awesome, and Christian Watson has been you know unhealthy all year. So I think yeah. if you get both of those guys, you know, going at the same time, um, you could really see some vertical uh, magic happening next year in Green Bay, uh, especially if if uh, if Jordan Love starts to become a little more consistent. So I think there's a lot of, a lot of hope there in Green Bay. Obviously yeah. you got a great coach on the floor. Um, and I think, he'll, I think he'll write the ship here next, next year. Yeah. 
I, I, I like LaFleur being there too. A lot of people have actually been mentioned about maybe firing him. I think that would be very foolish. Like, I don't know how you're upgrading really there. Uh, we're just going to bounce straight to Raiders. Raiders are six and eight right now. Uh, they are currently in limbo. They fired their head coach. They will have. Do, 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 do. Where are they on this list? Am I missing them? Oh, the 12th. Oh, no. The 10th most cap space, 53 million. Um, simple thing here is figure out who your head coach is. Uh, probably let Josh Jacobs walk. Probably trade Devontae Adams. I think whatever team takes Devontae Adams is a sucker. He's 31 next year and makes a ton of money. And I know, I know a team that a lot of people are floating out there with the Chiefs, how they can do it. Uh, that would be as a as a Chiefs hater. I know this is about the Raiders, but as a Chiefs hater, I hope they trade for Devontae Adams. It would make me so joyful because it would set the franchise back two or three years and it effectively ruined Mahomes' chance of catching Brady, which would make me joyous. Um, hire a coach, figure out the QB situation. I know you got to get out of jail free card with Garoppolo. They're in the QB race. They aren't drafting high enough to get a guy. I mean, you said you liked the draft after um, Williams in May. I think it's Williams, May, Daniels, J.J. McCarthy, then Penix and, and Bo Nix. We can have the discussion on if Penix is a guy that you would feel comfortable drafting. He had four season inj- in, four season ending injuries in his first 20 games starting. Uh, that's somebody that I just, you can't draft. And I know he's talented, but I feel like that's too risky. Um, however, I'm taking him over Bo Nix. But if you're drafting in the first round, there's other problems there. Uh, defense has always been an issue. For outside of Max Crosby, I don't know if there's any good defensive players on that on that on that Raiders team. Uh, Adrian, O'Connell, Adrian O'Connell's looked okay, but you probably move on from him. Coach, QB, receivers, right, receivers and uh, pass rushers. That's where I go for them. Yeah, this is a this is an entire mess. Um, I don't know where to start with the Raiders. Um, this is kind of all uh, the Carolina Panthers. Um, Aiden O'Connell, I think, I think, I guess you give him another shot, um, considering the amount of moving parts that have been there the last year, um, get a solid head coach in there for, I think the first time since they've been in Las Vegas, um, you know, and, and I agree with you. The defensive side has been really a, a big mess outside of Crosby. Crosby is doing it alone. And without, you know, a threat at cornerback, there's really not a whole lot that a pass rusher can do. Like it's, it's, it's great to have pressure on the quarterback, but if there's really nobody covering the guys on either end, it doesn't matter. You know, you're going to get some sacks or whatever. You're going to have some stats at the end of the year, but you're going to lose a whole lot of games. So, um, it's a mess. Uh, Oh, I keep saying Oakland. Las Vegas is just perennially a mess. And I think a lot of that comes comes from the ownership. I don't think that there's been a real clear pan, a plan there for a long time. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens. I think they're going to be pretty mediocre again next year, no matter what they do. Yeah, I agree. Uh, okay. This next team is, where are we? I go. I this is hard to go quick on, but it's New Orleans who we just watched in the past tonight on Thursday, December twenty first, play the Rams, get throttled. Derek Carr looks terrible. They sent him to long term extension. Uh, the defense just doesn't have it anymore. It's old. They're they're the oldest team in football. Their average age 
is almost 28 years old. For reference, the youngest team, the Packers, is twenty is under 26 years old. And so they're the oldest team by a little bit. Their cap space, this is the problem. Their cap space is they are currently $90 million in the hole heading into next season. Dennis wow. Allen is not going to be the head coach there, I don't think. I don't think Derek Carr can continue to start games. They're just stuck in purgatory. And this has been, they basically tried to do what the Rams did a few years ago and what the Bucks did a few years ago. And that's basically push all the money into the future. And they kept trying to do that. And the problem is Drew Brees did not win a Super Bowl and those other two teams did. And you see the rebuild that the Rams have done. They have a phenomenal head coach. They have... They still have Stafford. They drafted well with getting Puka Nakua and Kyron Williams and Aaron Donald still solid. And the, and the Bucks just have a lot more talent that's younger than what the Saints had when it's still Cam Jordan. It's still uh, a lot of that core nucleus from the Drew Brees days. And they're just not those guys. And Mike Thomas being hurt every year is obviously detrimental to the team in the cap situation. Kamara's lost a step. But overall, I think this is the worst situation in football because – they're currently slotted to pick 13th. So they're really slap dab in the middle. You have Carr signed to a, I think he signed a three or four year deal. And I know that there's no out after this year. It's probably after next year. And he sucks. He's solidly bad. And then the defense just isn't what it was. It just isn't what it was. And so where are you? You're in purgatory. Cause I think that the defense is above average, but not great. And I think that offense outside of Chris Olave and Alvin Kamara is just talentless across the board and the coach sucks bringing out Taysom Hill sucks uh using Derek Carr sucks but they're forced to do all three of the three of those things because of how uh or the last two because of how the coach is so Greg what do you have do you have any solution for them yeah get rid of Derek Carr um I know our co-host uh who is absent right now apparently thinks Derek Carr can throw the ball pretty well based off our last podcast uh uh, yeah I think we both disagree with that take uh, Derek Carr is done and been evident in the way that he has been continually injured this year. And yet he somehow always ends up playing the game. And there's a reason for that. He knows he's awful and he's scared of Jameis Winston coming in and showing people what a real quarterback can look like. Even if he if Jameis comes in and three, throws three picks, he's probably going to match out with three touchdowns, which Derek Carr is not capable of doing at this point in time. This is fun he's to good watch. for. Yeah, he's fun to watch. Let Jameis have a chance. Give him one more shot. Like, I think he's earned it at this point. And, you know, maybe maybe he cuts down on the turnovers. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe we scheme, you know, a, a slightly different offense. It's not like the West Coast, like, let's chuck it way downfield every single time. Maybe make it more conservative with Kamara. You know, I think throwing some screen passes in there for him would be great. Um, but Dennis Allen's got to go. I'm so tired of... of what he does week to week with this team. Um, but yeah, Derek Carr, I think at best is a backup quarterback and not a great one. So, so time to got... move on. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah. Time to move on. I just want to outline Derek Carr's contract. He has a full no trade clause. Not that any team will trade for him. Uh, they can't <laughs> trade or release him this year yet this next year. So we, if they try uh, to cut him, he has a $52 million dead cap. They Oof. already have to clear $90 million in cap space through restructures and or cuts. Uh, I'm trying. I'm looking deal, at guys. Way, way to go. <laughs> I'm looking at this team, <laughs> right? I'm clicking on them. So basically, um, 
their 2024 cap hits. Okay, they can't get rid of Carr. They can't get rid of their right tackle, uh, Ram Ram Ramzik. They can't get rid of Cam Jordan. I don't know where they're getting. Okay, they're gonna have to get rid of the guard who would be wait. I don't know where they're making their cuts. They're gonna have to restructure. Yeah, they're they're screwed. They're really screwed. Like I'm looking at this right now. I don't know where they're making any any of their cuts. They're gonna have to, yeah, they're gonna have to restructure people, which will put this money out into the future even more. That's insane. Yeah. It seems like a lot of NFL teams are like the the US economy, which is just like push well, push in the future. Just just push it out there the next shit. Yeah. I don't because we can't pay for it now. You can go on 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 Sport Track and like cut people and see how you can get to things. I actually am gonna do. I'm gonna do. Um, uh oh, what I just do here. Okay, you have to cut Cam Jordan. You can't cut him. This is insane. You really can't. You can't make trades either. So if you don't cap, wow, they're screwed. Okay. The moral of the story is there is they're absolutely screwed. So uh, we we went longer on the Saints. This is the most unique situation in football. Um, they're probably going to be awful the next few years, like just plain awful. Because Derek Carr's contract the next year is not is not much better. Uh damn. Okay, sorry about that. Sorry for going off the rails there. Um, where's my sport track? Where's my sport track tracker? Okay. Here we go. The next team we are talking about is the Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos, come on down. Uh, honestly, I thought this team was going to be in massive disarray based off of what's... Uh... Wait, what just happened here? Sorry. Okay, you you talk about the Broncos. I'm bringing this back up. Yeah, you got it. Um, I think the the number one priority for them is shoring up the defensive line. They've been really susceptible to the run this year, and um, I think if they can shore that up a little bit, bring in some talent, get a little more pressure on the quarterback, uh, that defense has been fairly solid, especially at home. Um, and I think. Of course, you need to improve the running game, too. If they could get a rookie running back in there, I don't think Javante is fooling anybody. He's been very, very disappointing. Um, they could probably use a new uh, left tackle, uh, maybe a new right tackle as well, just to um, aid in, in the running game a little bit. But, um, you know, I, I was impressed with Russell Wilson this year. I think he made um, kind of a a return to some of his former glory. You saw a little more scrambling. I think he's a little more slim than he was last year. Mm -hmm. And obviously taking away some of the the privileges, you know, the the personal office and, you know, all the other whatever amenities he was given under the, the, the initial um, move to Denver. I think that that really helped. Um, and yeah, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly optimistic for Denver. I think that they're going to be a, you know, an AFC contender next year if they can fix a few of the deficiencies. 
Yeah, I think they're solid. You know, we thought earlier this year, I think we all kind of agreed that they were going to be one of the worst teams in football. And currently they're sitting at 500 with a good chance to make the playoffs. I don't know what their what their actual ESPN chance is, but uh, yeah, I found I found the cap space. They're they're actually they're twenty one million dollars in the hole next year. Young roster though, outside of Russell Wilson, their average is twenty six point seven. Um, so they're not in a bad spot there. I think that Jerry Judy's finally started to at least become, um, finally become at least something. But you know, I don't I don't know I don't know if he's there or not. Cortland Sutton looks solid. You're right about the running back and the and the offensive line. Defense after giving him that seventy point game has actually been really really good, and uh, I don't see much changes that they can really make. Uh, Sean Payton doesn't seem to like Russell Wilson, but he's kind of stuck with them, uh, and he hasn't been bad. Like Wilson's made some mistakes, he hasn't been as great as he once was. But you're right, he's been a lot better than he should be up there for comeback player of the year. And we talked about this on the last pod. He's not going to win it, but he's had a. He's playing himself back into the Hall of Fame because it looked like last year he was playing himself out. So I don't know what they can do, really, what moves they need to make. But yeah, offensive line's definitely a need, as it is for most teams. Okay. The Seattle Seahawks is the next one. I thought Pete Carroll was going to retire last year. I thought he was going to, I think he's going to retire this year. He's not, clearly. He's going to keep coaching until he's like 93. He's going to be Connie Mack of, uh, of the NFL, who we talked about in the last pod. I want you to read Connie Mack's Wikipedia page. Everybody listening, you yourself, Greg, uh, Steven, anybody. It's insane. He coached, look at what he looked like in 1911, and he coached 50 more years after that. I just want you to, like, when you Google him up, uh, it's amazing. For for Seattle, it's basically seeing if Geno has it anymore. I mean, they signed him to that three-year, really team-friendly deal. I thought it was still a bit of an overpay because... He's Geno Smith, but I'm happy he got his. You have the three receivers. Lockett's getting a little older. Maybe it's time to move off of him. I don't know if they can get anything really for him. Cap-wise, excuse me, cap-wise, they're basically even. They have, they're at $2 million. They have 40 people signing going into next year, a young team also. It's really a decision if you, if you want to figure out. I don't think you're winning anything with Geno Smith or Drew Lock for that matter. So it's really, do you want to try to get a young QB. I mean, it'd be awesome if they can get Penix. Honestly, that might be a spot. He stays in Seattle. They have good weapons to where he can do what he's doing right now at UW, more so than a lot of other teams where you just run crossers and deep routes, which is something to be something that would be enamoring for a QB of, uh, like him who's really talented there. It's just the injury risk for him's hard, but that's something I think they could do. I do think a QB of the future is needed to be drafted in this draft. It's a deep QB draft, and Gino has not shown that he has um, – he does not have the goods per se anymore. So, uh, but outside of that, I don't know. The defense can always be used, but they drafted Witherspoon, who seems solid. Jamal Adams is finally about to be off the contract. I don't think this year, but next year. And then you can move on from that terrible trade that they made. Uh, being kind of unscathed because the Giants didn't, or the Jets didn't really do anything with those draft picks that uh, that changed their franchise's direction. So, yeah, I don't know. You're more of the Seahawks guy, so go. I, I've stopped doing the timer, so that's on me. So take your time with the Seahawks. Yeah, you're you're going all over, but I'm I'm not here to. You're timing now. Yeah, I'm timing. Good. Good. I'm trying okay. to be on time here. So Seahawks, uh, God bless you guys. Pete Carroll's going to keep coaching there probably till 90 years old. I hope. Um. So, but yeah, I, I I totally agree with you. I think this is a situation where they have to go for a quarterback. 
And um, I don't know, you know, what round they're looking at, if they're going to try to get some high value deep in the draft. But, um, you know, Gina's going into, the, I think, the last year of his deal now, right? So. No, he's had a three-year. Oh, sorry, you're right. Three-year deal. So that will be after next season. But they have an out after um, Okay. So, but still a good time to draft somebody, you know, learn the system, um, have a vet that's been in the league a long time that can kind of mentor you. And uh, I, I honestly don't think they have a whole lot they need to improve. Um, offensive line could always be better in Seattle. Um, so I'd like to see them shore that up a little bit. Maybe out a cornerback on the defensive side. Um, I, honestly, nothing's been mentioned about a kicker, but not sure. I, I wouldn't maybe maybe pick up a kicker. Um, I don't know. Myers hasn't been as as reliable as I think I'd like him to be. And you know, you can usually, I mean, not have to draft that, but you can add that in free agency. So. Um, anyways, I like what I've seen out of them the last couple of years. I, I'd like to see them continue to improve and hopefully make the playoffs this year. But yeah, keep up the good work, Pete. Yeah, Pete's a good coach. I think everybody agrees on that. Okay, next up, Pittsburgh. Uh, this one's weird. I I don't really. I will be pretty quick on this just because I I took I went over a lot of time. They have lost their last three games to three of the worst teams in football. Uh. I guess the Colts aren't one of the worst teams in football, but they've lost two of the last three games to two of the worst teams in football, and they're in total purgatory. TJ Watt is without a doubt one of the top three defense, the top five defensive players in football. They have a good offensive um, skill skill group around whoever the QB may be. I know that George Pickens has fallen out of favor and probably is going to be released this year. I couldn't see that coming with his off the field stuff in uh, in college, but hey, what are what are we doing? And then. Uh, their QB position is where the biggest issue is. And we and there has to be a dialogue on Mike Tomlin. And are they going to continue to be mediocre? Because what are they doing? They'll never compete drafting 15th, 17th, 18th, 20th, year after year after year. Um, they need to get a good QB. Maybe that's a free agent. I mean, Jimmy G is going to probably be there. Is that going to fix it? I mean, he's better than Pickett. He's better than Rudolph. He's better than Trubisky. But their issue is the QB position and then that's basically it you know you fix that but that's not an easy fix cap wise i don't think they have that much yeah they're, they're right below the seahawks they have minus seven million next year so they do that's an easy restructure but still i don't know what they do and the question is uh how how long is tomlin going to be there continuing these performances now it's not his fault that the qb sucks but qb sucks yeah, it's it's time to move on from Tomlin. Um, they like, won't though, but you're right. They won't, but they they need to. I think that's been the major deficiency here is he's been a very middling coach. He's made the playoffs, obviously won a Super Bowl back in the day, but there's been really no serious results from the guy in a long time. Um, if you're happy with a 500 record. And almost making the playoffs or making the playoffs and not going anywhere once you make it, you know, bumping out in the first round or the wild card. Hey, Mike Tomlin's, you know, good enough to get you there. But uh, <laughs> if I'm if I'm if I'm looking at Tomlin, I'm just I just don't think there's enough there anymore. And I think that there's a lot of issues that come out of that locker room every year. 
You saw it with uh, Antonio Brown back in the day. Now you're that's rare it. though. I, that's rare. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna blame anything on on that. He's a no, psycho. But I think no. I think there's some culture there though. I I, I don't know. And I, I I'm speaking completely out of my own perception, and it could be wrong. It could be right. It's it's just how I view it. I think that that locker room has gotten away from him, and uh, you know I, I don't know. I I would just like to see. A more stern coach come in, really instill instill some discipline in there, and you know, I, I don't know. Kenny Pickett's probably not the answer, but no. I think you give him another year, you know, really? just because. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. I think the defense has been more of the story than him. Um, he's not great. He's not a good quarterback, but you know, there's only so many quarterbacks to go around. Like almost every team we've mentioned, we're like, yeah, they got to get a quarterback. Well. Not every team's going to get a great quarterback, you know, and some some are just going to have to make do with what they've got. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Steelers are are one of those teams. I mean, Mason Rudolph still is on that roster for God's sake, and I think he's starting. So, yeah, um, yeah. So I'm yeah. betting against him, but I I don't know. I love seeing the Steelers. I love seeing the Steelers uh, struggle. I'm going to see them uh, play the Seahawks next week. And I'm going to get out a lot of uh, frustrations from our Super Bowl loss at that game. And it'll be uh, cheaper than therapy. So I'm excited for that. It will be. Uh, yeah, I don't know where they go. That's a good question. Uh, next up, we're, we're officially in the second half. I think we're making pretty good time, actually. Officially in the second half, we got Houston. The draft pick, the first round pick is going to Arizona. I think they are ecstatic that it's going to Arizona because Oh, actually, yeah, I think they are actually because they got Will Anderson with that pick, which I thought was an over, uh, over trade to go get him. But he's probably going to win defensive rookie of the year or be up there in the rankings. He's a really good pass rusher, more impressive than I thought he was going to be. Um, for Houston, for Houston, honestly, it's simple: just keep building around Stroud. You bring Tank Dow back, Collins, their cap space. They have. I need to see where they have to be. Yeah, they're fifth in cap space with seventy-two million. They have a young team. There really isn't much that you need to fix there. Just keep building around the QB that is having one of the more impressive rookie seasons that we've seen. Keep them healthy. Offensive line, like that's that's where you spend your money in free agency. You have good skill position players around them. Maybe get draft a running back in the second or third round because I don't think Damian Pierce is that is that guy or Devin Singletary or any of the any of the running backs on that roster. But they they are built really good heading into next year so i'm gonna go very short there just keep building around stroud yeah i agree with you stroud uh has been a revelation and he's elevated players like i don't think anybody came into the season thinking oh tank dell nico collins these guys like he has he has made them into brand names um i think if i look at anything uh, the defense needs some help you know um they're not they're not getting any stoppage on the run they're getting exposed in the secondary. So if you can bring in some playmakers on that side, this is a team that you got to watch out for. And uh, D'Amico Ryans, uh, maybe coach of the year, wouldn't be surprised. I think he probably deserves it. Um, and especially the, uh, that game where they played the Titans and the Titans came out in the, the Houston Oilers jerseys. What a, what a great game for them to win. Like I was betting the other side, but when they came out wearing that, I had no idea that that uh, the Titans were going to make this this uh, really hilarious decision to uh, what mock that. Like, really, what a, what a classy move, guys! Um, 
uh, that was super bizarre. And and of course they lose the game. Of course they lose that game. Um, but uh, yeah, that's a bit of an aside. But yeah, really really like what I'm seeing out of Houston. Love love seeing CJ have a great year and outperform. You know, uh, Bryce Young. I think that's uh, that's been a really cool storyline this year. So I'm excited to see where they go next year. Yeah, that one was easy. That that's probably the easiest one. Like, just keep building around them. Okay, next is Buffalo. Buffalo, like Houston, are both eight and six. So now we're officially in the above 500 rank. Uh, I guess like there's a few wild card players that are in the 500, or you know, you know what I'm saying, like Tampa and Minnesota are the next two teams. Buffalo, again, quick on it. Yeah, they have some cap issues just to do their cap real quick. I know they signed Von Miller to that long-term extension. That didn't seem that smart. They are minus 42 million. Stefan Diggs, I, I'm going to just say this from a pessimistic view. I think you need to trade Stefan Diggs in the offseason. Cap space is is high. He complains every year. It just seems like he's he's going on his second trade request. Maybe they can get lucky and hit the lottery like the Vikings did and get a Justin Jefferson for, the, for what they trade him for. Probably not, but just replace him with a different receiver uh, and a first-round pick. This is a deep receiver draft. It seems like every draft is a deep receiver draft nowadays because of how talented college receivers are. Um, Josh Allen has seemed like he returned to form. Uh, they don't have too many problems. That defense is just injury stricken. So get healthy, but it's, it's really, it's really the defense needs to be bolstered and you trade stuff on digs is what I would do. And probably if you don't make the playoffs or make a deep run, you, you fire your coach. I mean, McDermott's not bad by any means, but he's also not changing the the setting here. And I think realistically they should not have fired Dorsey. Uh, <laughs> Because I think that should have been the guy that steps in the spot, which maybe he does. I don't think he does, but that'd be that'd be pretty ironic if he does. So that's the Bills. Yeah, Bills are pretty simple for me. I, I don't know if you get rid of Stefan or not. I know he's expensive. I know he's dramatic, but um he's had a really good connection with with um Josh Allen. And I don't know that you want to play around with that. But I would bring in another wide receiver that can that can be a good compliment. Um Gabe it's just Davis money wise. That... Money wise. No, I get, I get that. I get that. I, I mean, hopefully you can you can draft some value, and like you said, the wide receivers are always deep, so maybe you get somebody even at where they're going to be drafting, or you, you know, I don't know. You can make a trade, but it would be nice to have a true wide receiver too. There, Gabe Davis is nothing uh, special. He's he's very fluky. Um, beyond that, um, I think maybe if you could. Uh, Get a little bit more talent on the defensive side. Um, couldn't hurt, you know. Um, their cornerbacks are sometimes a little shaky. They looked really good against Dallas. Um, but Dallas is a weird team. Like, I would love to have seen that game played in 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 Texas and see, and see the outcome there. But, um, yeah, I think this is a pretty solid team. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of talent, and Josh Allen makes up for a lot of a lot of issues that we probably can't even perceive because he's so good. So um, he's, he's such a, such a true talent at quarterback and he's a bully, but he's, he's also pretty good. Josh, the bully. In this mock draft, I'm looking at mock drafts when we do this. They're, they're having um, the bills take a receiver. The two mock drafts I just looked at. Oh, okay. Um, the UW guy that I just mentioned. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah. So that I, I don't know if he's going to slip to 18th, but if he does, that's definitely a good one. Uh, Tampa Bay is next. 
they are currently on a three-game win streak. They started out, I think, on a three-game win streak, so they've had a real tale of two seasons, three seasons actually at this point. Um, I would, I would first try and keep Baker. I know he's on a one-year deal, but I think you should. I think he deserves another year there. You have Mike Evans as a free agent, and I know that they were were talking about doing. I used to follow Bucks beats writers, Bucks beat writers because of Tom Brady. So I stopped following him at the beginning of this year, but I know that they were talking about Mike Evans and that he gave a deadline and it passed. I think Mike Evans should be a career buck. Like, honestly, like I do think that they should give him a little bit more than he probably would get on the open market just because of what he's done for that franchise. Now that's a morality type decision, right? And sometimes this is a cutthroat business, but I think Mike Evans still has some in him. I mean, look at what he's doing this year. So resign him, resign Baker, uh, they don't have many holes. Their big, their big problem was Todd Bowles, and uh, I still don't think he's a great coach. But you and I, I don't think the Bucks expected to be here. I thought they expected once Brady left, they would tank. Maybe Bowles last season. I think you have to give Bowles the next season because they're going to probably win the division at this point. Uh, but they don't have too many holes. It's really, it's really they just don't do anything great, and that's the issue. They run the ball better. I mean, draft offensive line, secondary is always a good idea for them, but. And maybe another linebacker because David's old. What I'd say. Yeah, I I agree with almost everything you said. I I, I could be redundant here, but you got to keep Baker. I think he's definitely earned it. Had a really solid year. Um. So yeah, maybe sign him to a two or three year deal just so you kind of get some stability out of that position. Um. I would love to see them also sign Mike Evans to a longer deal. I think I agree with you. He's earned that as well. He's been there his whole career. He's been nothing but excellent. He's a Hall of Famer, no doubt about it, especially after this season. So, yeah, give him a five-year deal. Probably pay him more than he's, you know, worth. Well, he's 30, so maybe not a five-year deal. but Maybe not a five-year deal, but at least a three-year deal that's got a lot of guaranteed money and, and just make sure that he finishes his career out in Tampa Bay the way it should be. Because yeah. he's been nothing but spectacular his whole his whole career, um, and he's been you know I think pretty healthy most of it. You know he's, he's had hurt. some issues, but he's never hurt. Like for a wide receiver, that's really a, a testament to him um, and the preparation he's put in. So I don't have a whole lot to say about Tampa Bay. They've been a, a kind of a surprising bright spot there in the NFC South, um, and I think they end up winning that division. Honestly, I think they're the team to beat. And, uh, you know, we saw the Saints uh, this year. We, we, you know. I hope they win the division. They're the only team. That I hope they do. I hope they do. I think, they're, the I think they're the team that deserves it. And I think the Saints, um, I think the Saints play them next or have already played them at this point. But, um, I'll be yeah, it's going to, yeah, I think the Bucks are the team to beat. And I'm excited to see where, where they go next season. Um, but yeah, I think they can, I think they're going to sneak into the, the wild card perhaps. And, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I like the bucks. I, I have a soft spot for what they did for Brady. Uh, okay. Next is the Vikings who are seven and seven. I have only one thing that they should do. And that is resign Kirk cousins at any, at any, no matter what you cannot let him walk. I know he's coming off in the Achilles. He's got 35. He's going to get a big, he's going to get offered by a lot of people. He's unrestricted, either franchise or keep him. This team is totally, Addison is great. Justin, Justin Jefferson is, as far as I'm, as far as I am being coming of age and as an old man, 
Uh, he's the greatest receiver I've ever watched competently. Randy Moss is the best receiver I've ever seen, but I was younger then. Justin Jefferson is so talented. It's him, then Calvin Johnson, then Tyreek Hill, then Antonio Brown. That's my list of the players that I actually know football have watched. Obviously, Randy and Jerry Rice. They're a different level, but you re-sign him to a long-term deal. I don't think Jefferson signed yet. I know they have him under control for at least two years because of the – I know he's got the fifth-year option, and then he has um, – oh, wait. No, yeah, he's on a rookie contract still. He has a fifth-year option in 2023 uh, – or in 2024, and then you want to extend him. Give him whatever he wants. He's fucking amazing. But yeah, Kirk Cousins, re-sign him, bolster up the defense. I think everything else is dandy there. A surprise that they're 7-7 seven and seven after how they started, even with him balling out. Yeah, the Vikings have been um, pretty impressive, and they've had kind of a turnstile at quarterback since Cousins got hurt. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you kind of have to stick with Cousins. Um, I think he's got a no trade closet anyway, so you know he's anything that happened this year. Oh, is he okay? Yeah. Well, never mind. I stand corrected or sit corrected. Um, but yeah, I think I think uh I think he's happy in Minnesota. He's got a lot of talent around him. Um, who wouldn't be happy throwing it to you know Justin Jefferson and Addison, like probably the best one two punch, I think, in the NFC at this point. Um and the defense has been pretty good. They've got a great run blocking uh, scheme there. Um, they could use a little bit of help with cornerback. They sometimes get burned. Um, but uh, overall, this is a team that really doesn't have a lot to improve. I think they just need to have a healthy quarterback. And, you know, they'll pretty much be good to go. Good coach there. So mm-hmm. I think they'll they'll make a run next year as long as Kirk can stay healthy. Yeah. Coming off an Achilles is always hard and he's older, but... I do think that he should – if I was him, I'd want to stay there, you know? I don't think I would want to change the scenery at that age coming out no, of that he's, And yeah, you have Jefferson. I think, he's, I think he's very happy there. Yeah. So, he was the best best person in quarterback. He was the, the best person to watch, in my opinion. Made me actually yeah. like him. I used to hate Kirk yeah. Cousins. I, yeah, well, you know, he wears a he wears a wedding ring out there, but some people – some people respect that dedication. Some people uh, find it reprehensible. Well, I don't find it reprehensible, but come on. Um, the next team is the Rams, who we just watched in the past beat the Saints. Surprise of the year. That that are the Texans, right? I think those are your two options. Uh, I personally, I'm pretty sure I picked the Rams to go to finish last in the division, have maybe one of the first picks. Uh, it was them and the, the Cardinals in the NFC that I thought were going to absolutely stink. The two things you need to do is force McVay to continue to coach. I know he's contemplating retirement, but to keep him there as long as possible. And then, uh, honestly, it's it's just building more around the older guys, right? So their defensive line needs help. The secondary is not good. So it's just defense. Stafford, if he keeps playing like this, you know, he he's not getting hit much. He's playing a Tom Brady style of football where it's he's not taking hard hits. And if he can continue to do that, then I don't see why he can't continue to play at this level for a year or two years. I don't know his contract situation. I should have that up. But um, having Kyron Williams basically be a top five running back as a, as, as a rookie or whatever, he I don't even know where he came from. And then Puka being just a record-setting rookie receiver, along with Cooper Cup, who is finally back into form. I think this team's set up to be really good next year. 
problem is they play in the 49ers division. So it's a, it's a wild card. <laughs> it's a wild card centric uh, upside for them, but I think that they're in a good spot. I don't think they have to change much. It's just drafting defense and getting, getting your defense uh, in, in order. Yeah. Like you said, it's all, it's all on the defensive side. Um, there's so much firepower on the offense at this point. Kyron Williams has been a revelation. Um, if they can keep him healthy, um, everything kind of flows from there. They've got Cooper Cup, who's definitely got at least a couple more years, I think, as long as he stays healthy. Puka Nakua, uh, potential rookie of the year. I would not be surprised. I know that his odds are coming down. I, I, I talked about it on the last podcast, but um, he's he's my outside favorite. If you're going to put any money down on somebody that's not C.J. Stroud, don't put money on C.J. Stroud at this point, by the way. But uh, take a flyer on Puka. Um, you know, he he's stacking up yards. And, uh, yeah, you got to get some talent around Aaron Donald. Um, that secondary gets torched by good quarterbacks. And uh, it's tough for, you know, it's tough for the offense to keep going out and just eating up yardage in order to stay in games. So I think that there's a lot of... Uh, a lot of positive stuff going on there. Hopefully McVay sticks around. I wouldn't be surprised to see him perhaps retire after this year. Um, there's a lot of a lot of rumors. Um, I think it's probably more likely he comes back, but we'll see. You know, he's had a lot of life changes. He just had his first child. So, you know, he may not be uh, looking to stay on that NFL grind for a whole lot longer. But I, I like what I've seen out of L.A. And uh, I think they're going to have a solid team as long as Stafford sticks around. He's still only 37, McVay. Uh, honestly, I think you're right. He's got a chance to set the wins record at his age. Like, I know he's not because he's not going to coach that long, but if he coaches 30 years, that's a ton of time, 25 years, yeah. he's going to have the chance because I don't think a team of, I know we had this discussion on the last podcast, or maybe it was off the podcast about Shanahan and McVay. Uh, yeah, we'll take one. Uh, and then, but the, the, I don't know. I think if with McVay, you can have a terrible roster and you're still going to be, you're still going to be competitive in games. Cause that offense, did you, that Saints game tonight was just absurd. Like all the motion. Yeah. They did motion like three times per snap. It's great. Yeah. Okay. It was awesome. he, he's, he's, uh, he's fun to watch. Okay. We have 10 teams left, 10 good teams, right? We're all above 500 now. And we are going to take a break, and when we come back, we will finish it off with the final 10 teams. What are they going to do next year? Okay, we are back. We have 10 teams to go. We'll jump right into it. Uh, where are we at in Tankathon? We just finished the Rams. Okay, it's the Colts. The Colts are 8-6. and six. They are without their rookie QB sensation that looked dynamic under Shane Steichen's offense the first few weeks, Anthony Richardson. I think the key thing they need to do is – Hold on to Michael Pittman and see what you have with Anthony Richardson. They draft from fifth overall. He's basically a bigger, uh, stronger version of Michael Vick. He's fast as hell. I still question him as a passer, but uh, the way Steichen used Jalen Hurts, I think this is this is a better version of him. Jalen Hurts obviously is thrown to AJ Brown and Devontae Smith, so you want to draft and and surround him with talent that he can that he can um, you know get used to. But the running offense next year with the with the Colts, if they're healthy, is going to be amazing. They have the fourth most cap, $73 million. So Pittman should be held on to. I would not let him go under any means. And uh, 
yeah, it's basically just seeing what you have with Richardson. They they spend a lot of draft capital on him, and he's a dynamic athlete. As a passer, he was not that good in college, but that could be developed. So it's basically just seeing what you have with Richardson. They're they're eight and six. You know they're going to probably make the playoffs. This team scores a lot of points. This this coach uh, is is flying under the radar for coach of the year, but he should be directly in that conversation. Yeah, I'm excited to see what. Um a full year with Anthony Richardson looks like under this, uh, this coaching scheme from Steichen. We got the offensive coordinator from the Eagles. He's been lights out. Um, so I think, uh, really it's wait and see with the Colts. There's not a whole lot. I think that needs to be done here. Defense is mediocre, you know, maybe make some moves on that side, but, uh, I think there's enough there offensively. Once Anthony's back, you kind of just hang tight. You know, um, there's really no reason to move on. I like Gardner Minshew as the backup there. He's been really great as a starter, um, has proven that he can he can play that role, I think, pretty well. And I think he likes that role. So that's that's always a plus, too. But, yeah, I think the Colts, uh, they're looking up and excited to see what they've got next year. Yeah. Uh, Jacksonville was 8-3 and three at one point. They've lost three straight. Obviously, record, this is the – in the past they're eight and six. Now they have four picks in the top hundred. Uh, they really need what they need probably is another wide receiver uh, and then defensive help and maybe interior line. Cause, uh, cause Lawrence gets pressure too much. I think they found something with Peterson. It's really a question mark next year. It's either Lawrence takes the leap or he doesn't. Um, I think we've talked about this before. I think he's fine. But that's not what you expected out of him. You expected elite, uh, top level guy, and I know a lot of people throw him in the top ten, but that's kind of process of elimination where he kind of has to be a top ten QB if you're going through the guys in the league right now. There's a lot of bad quarterbacks, but you weren't expecting him to be just forced into the top ten because you don't have enough guys to put in there. You expected him to elevate and be be a top five, top three MVP candidate type player. It's really a Lawrence question. Um, surround him with a little more talent. Keep it going. This seems built to be good for a long time. They're very young, but it's, you know, maybe Lawrence just isn't the guy. And that's the question. Yeah. I don't think Lawrence is a guy. I haven't been impressed with him since he's entered the league. Really? Um, I think he's another one of those quarterbacks that we give a little bit more credit than they are due. All uh, Justin Herbert. Um, I think Herbert's better than Trevor Lawrence, but I don't say that as a compliment. I say that as well, you're not even as good as Justin Herbert. And Justin Herbert hasn't done anything. We like what games has he won? He hasn't been to the playoffs. He lost uh he lost a game to the Raiders in order to get them into the playoffs. I mean to the Raiders. This is what we're talking about. And we're sitting here praising Justin Herbert as if he's the second coming of our beloved Christ. And he's not. He's not. What about Trevor? And well, Trevor Lawrence, I will say, resembles what I think the second coming of Christ in the modern age might look like, you know, but uh, he's not either. He's not either. And, uh, you know, I think he's going to get another year to prove it. But uh, after that, move on. You know, if he doesn't, if he doesn't get this thing going and consistently show a reason that he is the dude, it's time to move on. Um, And that's all I got to say. I hate that that was so Trevor Lawrence focused, but I really have been, keep an eye on him and uh he's not passing the he's not passing the the muster this time like i i just don't see it and i, I know i'm over time 
and uh, I apologize. You're fine. We're gonna we're just gonna jump through. Uh, Bengals is up next. The Bengals have. Let me bring this up. Da, 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 da. The Bengals are currently actually they have a lot of cap space. They have 68 million into next year. There are two things: get Burrow healthy, long term extension for Jamar Chase, and then try to hold on to T Higgins. T Higgins currently is making. Um, I should have been using this the whole time. Jesus, not I wish we can go back and restart this. T Higgins currently is making two million a year. He's going to be twenty five next year. His market value is sixteen million a year. They have the money to 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 extend him. The question is, will they? And knowing what I know about the Bengals, probably not. Uh, but I think that you, you Burrow's health is the utmost importance. Obviously, you want to surround him with talent that he has, as you see with Jake Browning. Um, congrats to him. He's going to make a lot of money probably somehow draft safety help draft offensive line and draft because you're probably going to lose T Higgins because you're cheap drafted to the receiver, but it has to be offensive line is the main, main, main thing. Keep him upright. They put a lot of money. They invested money into it. Those guys just have not panned out that well since they, since they started spending and, uh, you know, it is what it is, but Burrow's health is of the utmost importance. If Burrow's healthy, this team's uh, this team's ceiling is Super Bowl, uh, perennial Super Bowl contender, and that's the main thing. I do think extending Jamar Chase should be the second, uh, and T Higgins the third. Yeah, all those I agree. Um, defense has been um, probably right. the weak point. You mm. think the weak point? No, their defense isn't that great. Like okay. against the, against the run, they've had some good performances, but against the run, they they've really struggled. Um, so I think that uh, in order to really boost that offense, you got to you got to plug a couple holes on the defense. Secondary has been actually pretty good. Um, but yeah, I think the key is keeping Burrow healthy. Burrow keeping himself healthy. I think he needs to, uh, you know maybe take a page out of Tom Brady's playbook where the whole focus is on, you know, long-term. Like, I think as Burrow has said, his window is open as long as he's playing. And I'd love to see him have a long career, but I think he needs to maybe bulk up a little bit, do some, something different in the off season um, in order to increase his durability. He's really got to put it all in. Cause I know that that's the kind of guy he is. He's very, very focused. I think he wants to win some championships and I think he's capable of it, but he's got to, he's got to focus on himself and focus on number one and stay healthy and uh, you know, maybe go with some TV 12 supplements or whatever, but I, I just wanted to see this guy have a long career. So that's my, that's my two cents. Oh, that's really fine. I do think Lou Anarumo is going to get a head coaching job because I think he's one of the only defensive guys that has proven how to be able to stop Josh Allen and Mahomes and in any of yeah. So he's probably off the staff, but no, you're right. It's just Burrow, Burrow, Burrow. They really need to keep him protected and upright. Um, and sorry, we changed the format. I've just been going first real quick, but I've been trying to be fast. So if I if I'm going slow, my apologies. Uh, tell, you can cut me off anytime. Kansas City is up next. We're we're at the very we're in the last seven teams. Kansas City's nine and five, but I think we everybody that's watching football, everybody that talks about football, does not think this Kansas City team is what we've seen in the past. Uh. Their needs are pretty obvious. It's wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, uh, and offensive line. So their big free agent, their big, big, big free agent that is almost certainly gone is Chris Jones. He extended his contract like four weeks into the season for one year. 
he's going to get about 25 million, 26 million. I just don't think the chiefs have it. Their cap space going into this off season is 30 million. I don't think they want to give it to him. I know that you can structure a cap, whatever. It's really just in the draft. I'm looking at mock drafts. They're all saying wide receiver first round. That's obvious. I think this is a long-term it's a, it's there. They are going to be, and I've said this in the podcast numerous times. This is my final point. They're a great team. Mahomes is a phenomenal quarterback. This is going to be the, the Patriots from 2006. Oh no, sorry. From 2008 when Brady went down to 2012, those, those years where they were always there because they had Brady and they had a decent roster and Belichick and Reed are both great coaches, but they're just not that team. And maybe they can rebuild, but it's going to be a long time. Not a long time, but a three-year type thing where I don't see them being a real Super Bowl contender. Mahomes is always going to be that guy, but the rest of the team, especially the receiver and the offense, Kelsey's going to be gone in a year or two. Uh, it, you know, it just seems like it just seems like this is going to be not a rebuild, but not a real contending window. And I don't think they were, I mean, I think they got really lucky that they won last year because I thought that was the end of the window the year before when they lost to the, uh, to the, uh, to the um, Bengals in the AFC championship game, but they got back. So maybe they can sneak one in. It's wide open, but I just don't see this Chiefs team being right next year. Draft young receivers. They don't have much cap flexibility, but that's what they should do. Yeah. They got to get rid of Kelsey. Uh, I hope he retires and goes out gracefully but he's really cheap dude, though so i don't care he's not that good i think he's done i think that the clock is running out really really quick on that guy and after that they've got nobody else to throw to so i agree it this is a team um that, that seems to be in decline and there's not enough that patrick can do in order to reverse that they're they're in a money spot that's rough um so you can't really correct it they're in a draft spot that's rough um so it's a team that is is starving for resources that they desperately need and if they got a couple of them they would be able to exploit the absolute ever living you know what out of them but they just don't have the ability to bring it in so uh where do you go from there i don't know you've got also the yeah the jones problem he's gone they can't afford him he yeah. was the huge bright spot on that D. So, yeah, bye-bye, Chris Jones. Um, I think you're going to see some middling uh, performances from the Chiefs the next couple of years based on those those deficiencies we're going to see start to crop up. And I think there's going to be a lot of betting opportunities for you out there in the market as I think the Chief lines are going to stay inflated. They were inflated this year. And if you're betting against them in general on the spread, you did pretty good in certain spots mm -hmm. uh, more often than not. So um, I'm excited to see some of those inflated numbers stick around probably well in, into the season after next and, and, you know, bet the other side, but uh, yeah, this is a team in, in, in definite, uh, you know, trouble. Yeah, I agree. Okay. We have a few more teams. We're fine. We're at 26 Cleveland. This would be actually very quick. I just want you to know this. Uh, if I can bring this up, Deshaun Watson. Probably, if he died yeah. tomorrow, his dead cap is two hundred million dollars. Oh, jeez. They have no flexibility. They are going to be over the cap fourteen million next year. Their only chance a of their their only flexibility here is Deshaun Watson needs to actually be good at QB. If he's not, 
they're going to have to piece together another if he if he's not healthy again they're going to have to do a Joe Flacco type thing yet again with another retired Philip Rivers maybe who knows who comes back this time is it Sean Watson that's it their only upside is they have a great defense they do have a lot of people sign long term on that defense uh the coach is good but it's really if they actually want to have a chance at a Super Bowl that Sean Watson has to play like he played with the Texans that's it yeah, the Browns are married to Deshaun Watson, whether they like it or not, but they signed, you know, the worst deal anybody's ever seen. And there's really no way to get out of it. One way or the other, you're you're going to end up paying them. You know, we knew this going in. wasn't rocket science. Everybody was, you know, kind of surprised you went down that road, especially considering there didn't seem to be anybody other than the Browns that were willing to go anywhere near what, you know, they ultimately gave Deshaun. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other end, this is a defense that is historically good this year. Um, this is one of the best defenses DVOA has ever rated. I mean, it's up there oh, with amazing. like the 1986 Bears or the 85 Bears, whichever team it was, yeah. with the uh, like the 98 Ravens. Um, like, I don't know if it was 98, but around that era, you know, when Ray Lewis was out there. I think it was two- um was it 2000? Okay. I think so. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they really have that side of the ball completely locked down. Miles Garrett is an all-timer. Yeah. Um, and they've got some talent in running back. Um, you know, Jerome Ford has been good when he's been healthy. Cream Hunt's uh, a decent back. backup. What's that? Nick Chubb. Yeah, Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb will be healthy, hopefully. And and uh, he's usually been pretty durable. I think this is a really big first injury year. So, yeah, he got hurt in college um, side of that. That's okay um but uh yeah i'm excited to see what the browns do next year i i don't know i mean it would be nice to see um them have some success but also i myself i really am you know it's hard to root for a guy like deshaun and i know you have the same problem uh if you want to call it that but uh you know good for you for signing all the guaranteed money deshaun jackass yeah he's terrible uh detroit's next Again, like these are these are teams that don't have too many fixes, except for Cleveland. I guess they're in a problem. But Detroit, they need to pay Ben Johnson more than any other team will to stay as a coordinator. I think he's gone. I think that'll be a a terrible blow to the to the offense. I think Ben Johnson's the next good head coach in this league. I would personally fire Dan Campbell instead of him, uh, and keep him. But I know that's not going to happen because teams don't work that way. Uh, I read a report that he's going to get fifteen million a year to be a head coach is what is what his asking price is, which I mean, that's what head coaching is going to get nowadays, I guess, but he deserves it. He he's made golf look better than McVay had made look golf or made golf look, which is very impressive because McVay has been hailed with praises forever. Uh, draft wise, they don't have any free agents, but draft wise, just, just get another edge rusher to pair with Hawkins. Uh, sorry, not Hawkinson Hutchinson, get another corner, get more corners, more corners after that more corners after that, and then probably more defensive line. I don't think their offense needs anything. They've built that offensive line. They have great weapons, probably re-signed Josh Reynolds, but the defense needs some help on, on the other side of uh, Aiden Hutchinson and then just corner, 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 and keep Ben Johnson if possible. Won't happen, but they should. Yeah, I like uh, I like all of that. I think uh, it'll be fun to see Jameis Winston James Williamson have a full season there in Detroit. 
Um, I think you're going to see it. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> but I think uh, I think that guy is going to be a, a really big two year like guy. Like I think his I think his sophomore year is going to be massive. I agree. And I'm excited to see it. And uh, it's uh, it's such an interesting offense to watch. So I don't think a whole lot of changes need to be made there. They've got a really good um, defensive line there. Obviously, like you said, there's other parts of the defense that need some help. And so um, if they can shore that up a little bit, I think you've got a very complete team here. Um, Jared Goss is always going to be better indoors. And that's tough when you're playing in the division they play in. But, uh, you know, maybe he can he can grow some bigger hands in the offseason and, and uh, learn how to deal with cold weather. But, yeah. I like uh I like their prospects next year. Yeah. Um okay, final five teams, the top five per se. Philadelphia, right now, they're ten and four. They've lost three straight. They're gonna win their last three, most likely. They played Giants twice in Arizona, so they're gonna be thirteen and four. And people are gonna say, like, oh, they got a chance. I don't know what we're seeing here. I, I think we're seeing the same thing where it's like, uh, eh, I don't know. They have the twenty eighth most cap space. They lost both coordinators last year. And I just don't think there is a scare anymore. And so if you're doing, if you're doing what should they do to change next year, they're obviously going to keep their coach. They're obviously going to keep Hertz, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith. They don't have much wiggle room. They have to build in the draft. They have all their picks solid for them. Uh, truthfully, they need a, they need, they need to shore up that defense. The secondary is not that great. The linebackers have been hurt, but even in that in that situation, they're not good coverage linebackers. And I think what they really, really need to do is, um, which just sounds asinine, but their offensive line's old. Lane Johnson's old. Jason Kelsey's old. Uh, everybody's been there for so long. They need offensive line help for the future. So I would drop that earlier instead of later. I think everybody would suggest that too. You don't want to have a, a hole to fill with a bad free agent or whatnot. So if you are picking in a spot where you have a first round offensive lineman available, you take them. And uh, I think that would help breeze into the next, uh, the next phase of, of the Eagles franchise. There's really nothing else to say. Like they don't have room and flexibility with free agency. They're not going to change their coach hurts. is fine. It's just, um, it's just, what are you going to do? Like to actually keep the window open. And personally, I think the window is closed. Wow, I think last year, okay. last, last year they should have won the Super Bowl. They lost it. It just is a, I think that I think losing both coordinators and Hertz just dropping down a level because he's been kind of figured out that brotherly shove has not been figured out, but the way he, the way the offense runs is so predictable. And I don't know, maybe you change the offensive coordinator. I know that Matt Patricia just got the defensive play calling, uh, uh, reigns. What, how, why he called the offense for the Patriots last year. I mean, he's now calling defensive plays again, back to his roots, by the way, Philadelphia needs to build him a statue in front of Lincoln Financial Field for what he did in the Super Bowl a few years prior, where he basically let Nick Foles run rampant all over the Patriots defense for 60 minutes. When Tom Brady threw for 500 yards and lost that Super Bowl, I will not forget that. So Matt Patricia is not calling defense plays for that. Sorry, that's a rant that does not need to be in any place here. I just hate Matt Patricia. I think as a Boston sports fan, Matt Patricia is the most hated figure in Boston sports. And honestly... I think my entire adult life, I think in the 10 years that I, or nine and a half years that I've been an illegal adult, I can't think of a person that people that I'm a fan with hate more than Matt Patricia. It'd be hard. It'd be hard to find. 
So maybe John Henry, the owner of the Red Sox for Mookie Betts and everything, but that's tides neck and neck. Sorry. I hate Matt Patricia. Eagles need offensive line help next year. They can't really do nothing else and secondary help. Sorry. Okay. For those keeping track at home, I said, wow. Okay. To you Sterling. And I think I got an extra three minutes of content out of you. So that's actually pretty good. I'm impressed. Um, but I think once we, once we started talking about Matt Patricia, it was over. So I can't help myself. And He's I, a terrorist. I understand. I understand. He, uh, he inspires, uh, strong feelings in a lot of people. And I respect that. But, um, yeah, I think with the Eagles, there's, uh, there is a bit of a conundrum going on. I, I, I'm not a believer in Sirianni. I don't think he's a great coach. Same. Um, but they're not going to move on from him. They've had enough success, you know, with him at the helm that they're they're going to, I'm sure, keep him around for at least two or three more years. But uh, I think you got to see a fully healthy year out of Hertz. I think he needs to maybe stop scrambling so much. Um, I, I think he's been hurt the last few weeks and it's shown. Um, and uh, so he's going to have to stop stop trying to be like early Russell Wilson and, and become a, a true pocket passer, reliant quarterback. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I, uh, I, I don't know. I think they're going to get bounced pretty early from the playoffs this year and uh, they'll have a lot of questions, but um, you know, I, I think the defense needs to be fixed and they don't have enough. They don't have enough capital to do it. So, they're going to be an interesting to see, team to see uh, which which direction they head after this season. Yeah, what's crazy is they actually have been hating the draft, even with the defense, and it's just is injury-ridden, and they don't have enough talent. Reg- Outside of the Georgia players they've drafted on defense, it seems like everybody else sucks. <laughs> so, pretty weird. Um, I'll keep this one quicker, I promise. Miami. Miami is in a spot where it's basically if Tua's healthy and Tua's playing well, they're good. They're in cap hell next year. They're $42 million in the hole. Uh, third third to uh, the Bills and and the Saints, of course, and one other team. I can't remember. I'm not looking at it right now. They're losing or they're going to be in p- position to lose Christian Wilkins, who is one of the best defensive tackles in football. Um, they also have a lot of – a lot a, – um, sorry – a lot of uh, offensive linemen that are free agents, including their center, Connor Williams, who is, eh, he's been kind of shaky. Basically what they need to do is draft offensive line. That's been the issue last year, this year. It's keeping Tua upright. Tua off platform is terrible. It's a terrible QB when he has to move in the pocket. He's basically a three-step, five-step, seven-step step, seven step drop guy. Anytime you get him off balance, he just is bad. Uh, the only saving grace he has Tyreek Hill out there, basically, that can move off, off anything. So, uh, but yeah, you need offensive linemen around them, maybe some defense. But again, when we're talking this level of team, there's not much, there's not too many problems. It's just really bolstering the weaknesses, and the weaknesses for the Dolphins are kind of glaring. It's the offensive line. Yeah, agreed. Um, Tua could always use a little bit more time than he's been getting. He's got one of the quickest releases. I think in the entire NFL this year mm-hmm. and it's, it's um, hidden a lot of the issues that that offensive line is, is having week to week. And if you could theoretically provide to a, just an additional second 
you know, what does that do to for Tyreek? What does that do for Jalen? What does it do for everybody on that offense when you just provide him that that one more click? Like, I think it opens even more explosiveness in this offense, which has already been electrifying to watch this season. So, um, yeah, I'd like to see another big year out of Tyreek. I'd like to see him stay motivated and focused. Um, I'd like to see Jalen Waddle step up a little bit more. I think, uh, you know, he has when Tyreek's been out, but the games that he's been in with Tyreek have been less impressive than, than last year. Last year, he was really a true, like, wide receiver too, like, slash wide receiver one almost. Um, and maybe that's just because there's been a focus on getting it more to Tyreek. Um, that's fair. But, uh, yeah, I think if you shore up that offensive line, like you said, I think that that changes a lot for this uh, this entire team. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I think they're in a good spot. You know, I, I really do, but it just it just depends on what they're able to do around the offensive line because I know they've been trying to make moves and it really hasn't helped that much. You're right. If he has an extra half second or, or, or an extra, like, beat, you know, he's – it changes the level totally because of Tyreek's explosiveness and whatnot. And it doesn't seem like he's slowing down. As long as he's good, uh, they'll be fine. It just really matters. Weather also for Tua, but that's not a thing that they can change. You can't, <laughs> you can't really make him good in, in, in cold weather or rain. That is what he is. It's the same with Jared Goff. Uh, okay, a few more teams. We're on the Cowboys. Cowboys, they're free agents. They have, they're negative in cap space, but they're free agents are Tyron Smith. He's kind of washed up. He's gone. Tony Pollard, Stephon Gilmore, Jordan Lewis, and then their center, Tyler Biades. I don't even know how to pronounce that, but I know he's a fucking great center. Center needs to be re-signed. You let Tyron Smith and Tony Pollard walk. If Gilmore wants to sign a team-friendly deal, you keep him. He's been good. He's thirty. He's going to be 33 next year, though. And so as a corner, you know, that's kind of you're at, you're at the end of your limits. You bring back Trayvon Diggs from injury. You still have... Uh, the first team all pro that's names escaping me. That's going to be a first team all pro that has five pick sixes or whatever he has. Uh, and really it's just drafting. I think a running back, an offensive lineman, and maybe just maybe a number two to CD lamb. They're built for a long time. And honestly, if they don't make it far in the playoffs this year, which I think they will, I do think the NFC championship game will be the 49ers versus the um, Cowboys unless they've played earlier. Whoever wins what that game, I think, is making the, the Super Bowl. If they get bounced in the first round, if they get bounced in a in a second round to any team besides the 49ers, probably a coaching change. Even if it's not deserved, I think Jerry Jones will be quick with that trigger. And I think he will pay one of these one of these assistants or hear me out, Bill Belichick, uh, to come in and uh coach this team. I would not be surprised. Cowboys are in a great spot though. I think the roster is one of the top three in football. Yeah, for sure. Micah Parsons. Oh, fuck um, what? I said, fuck. He's amazing. Micah Parsons. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I think I think the Cowboys just need to learn how to take a road trip next year. Yeah. Um, and that's on the coach. I think uh, there's been a lack of preparation, um, from Mike. I think Mike's a great coach. I really. Uh, I think he. I think he gets, um. I think he gets harangued for no good reason, honestly. Um, if you look at uh, if you look at that offense, it's he's kind of taking the reins compared to last year. I mean, 
it's it's night and day and i give him all the credit in the world for turning that around and and starting to exploit the talent that he's got there which is which is uh, certainly substantial um but yeah you gotta learn how to get get this team on the road and get some victories out there that aren't easy you know um that loss to the bills was i think pretty embarrassing and they've had a few other a few others on the road that were were pretty rough i mean i think they should have beat philadelphia when they played back there that was that came down to the last couple of plays and they just kind of choked it out but um yeah i i think the biggest and i don't know what to say on that i really don't know what that takes i'm not a head coach i'm not a you know travel coordinator i don't know what they're doing wrong but their record on the road has been really rough this season and to be a true contender you got to be able to go out there in unfamiliar territory that's not not friendly and, and get it done and that's going to be also the key to them having some success in the in the postseason too so yeah. yeah yeah for sure for sure good analysis i like that i also agree mike mccarthy gets a short in the stick uh like i've said this a long sure. time he has the exact same uh career trajectory as sean payton except Sean Payton's looked at as this as this offensive guru, and Mike McCarthy's looked at as a failure because of Aaron because he d- didn't win more with Aaron Rodgers. Like Drew Brees is a slouch. I've said this a lot. Yeah. Like Sean Payton, if uh, Mike McCarthy is, he gets like he's just fat. You know, that's some people people have a problem with him because he's overweight. If he was like a good looking guy, they they think he's like Kyle Shanahan. I'm, I'm serious. I actually really believe this. I think he's he's yeah. thrown into the bus because he's just not a good looking dude compared yeah, to other coaches. A serious that's opinion. Fair. Not even a hot take. I really believe that. Uh, okay, Ravens. We have two teams left. The Ravens and the 49ers, who play this week, coincidentally. Well, last week. We're celebrating a big 49ers victory. Debo Samuel scored a touchdown. CMC was going crazy. We remember this. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it was such a good game. Wow. Brock Purdy really solidified his MVP, his MVP spot. He's minus 10,000 now. He's locked yes, it up. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> the, the free agents for the Ravens are Odell. Uh, Kevin Ziedler, uh, Gus Edwards is gone. I'm pretty sure Clowney, who's basically a mercenary at this point. Dobbins won't be re-signed. Uh, Patrick Queen, they really would like to re-sign him. He's probably going to get 15, 16, 17 million a year. He's one of the best off-ball linebackers in football. Uh, their issues, I really, again, there's really no solution here. I just think it's cold weather for Lamar. And who knows if he gets over the hump this year? And if he does, then it's not an issue no more. Uh, their team issues probably is secondary. I know that they have a lot of injury. They have injuries every year. So I don't know what, what really the fix is. It's like maybe draft people that have never had an injury history from college. That's really all I can say. I think that I think that Lamar's skill set is amazing, but it's limited when it's cold. And that is what happens in January and February in football. So there's no fix for that. I think that, that Lamar... And the Ravens, their peak is Super Bowl winners, and their floor is pretty much consistent playoff team. And they make the playoffs every year, and they're going to continue to. And you just hope one of these years they break through. If you're a Ravens fan, and maybe they do, but I think unless and I don't even think home field is what's important for them, because uh, it gets it's it gets cold in Baltimore, you know. So it's like. Maybe it'd be preferable if they have to go through like Miami and stuff, because that would probably be a better better environment uh, for them to play. So I don't even know the fix. I think this Ravens team is very good. I do think though, like you've said a lot, Paper Tiger 
uh, China Doll. You look at the teams they've beat, and it's not the most impressive uh, list. They have a very easy schedule this year. I know we're talking about next year and what they're going to do next year, but we're going to see in the next two weeks with San Francisco, we just said they just got killed by San Francisco, and maybe they can bounce back against Miami, but uh, those are the two games where it's like, we'll see what this team really is. Same with the Eagles, like we talked about earlier, where you know they actually played some hard teams, and you see what happened. I think they're kind of in that same situation. And next year, you know, you kept running back with Lamar. You signed him to long term. Sorry, I went way over, but yes, Johnny Harbaugh, keep him. Yeah, I think if you when you look at Baltimore's schedule, it really was the NFL kind of trying to hand them a shot at a Super Bowl, or at least a deep run into the playoffs because it's one of the lightest schedules I've seen from like those teams that are top five. But I think that uh, obviously we saw. We saw on Monday that they struggled against the 49ers pretty handily. Uh, 49ers, you know, blew them out without question. And my only my only wish was that I took the alternate line of minus 21 49ers because clearly that would have cashed. But uh, aside from that, as we get back to uh, the, the task at hand, I think the uh, Ravens are going to have to uh, kind of refurbish their running back situation um we'll see if keaton mitchell comes back and is healthy he was kind of a revelation there for a few weeks but uh you know i think it's going to be a struggle to find some consistency there it seems like running backs always really weird in 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 baltimore but yeah, yeah. um lamar needs to get better uh out in the cold maybe build a dome in baltimore but uh at this point what's that that's a good idea yeah, but I mean, I think at this point, that's probably a five-year project, right? And Lamar probably will be done by then. So Lamar just needs to learn how to play in the cold. But, um, you know, there's a lot of talent there. They'll be good next year. Um, and I'm sure we'll be talking about them, you know, as a playoff contender for sure. Yeah, okay. Last one, the 49ers. They have to do absolutely nothing. Maybe, maybe get a couple, couple cornerbacks. But outside of that, all their players, as far as I know, are locked down for next year. They need to, if they they resign Chase Young, I'm presuming, because uh, they just traded some draft capital for him. He hasn't really proven that he's, you know, second overall pick worthy. Although, I think his potential is still there. They got him for really nothing. I think what they get him for a fourth round pick. So probably try to resign him if possible under the cap structures. Uh, Javon Kinlaw is also a free agent. You'd probably try to keep him. He's not been impressive either. But outside of that, I mean, it's just secondary and. Uh, that's really it. Like this team is complete. It's the best team roster wise I've seen uh, in football since, you know, those, those like probably since 2014 with both the Patriots and Seahawks, those two teams. I think this is like the third best roster I've seen in this, in the last decade, right? 2023. Yeah. In the last 10 years. So um, they're just unbelievable talent all over both sides of the ball. And their only weak spot probably is corner, and it's not even that weak of a it's not even that weak of a spot, and it's really made up for because they have one of the best pass rushers and pass rush pass rushes in football with uh, Nick Bosa. Ding, ding, ding. There it is. Sorry. Um, well, I'm glad you uh, you got that out. I was wondering what you're saying. Pass rush, pass rusher. Yeah, whatever. Pass rushes. Okay, sorry. Anyways, yeah, they're. The 49ers are fun. As we saw in that game against the Ravens when they completely blew the doors off of Lamar Jackson and John Harbaugh. And I 
you know, regrettably didn't take the minus 21 alternate line. You idiot. Um, and I hope that this actually comes true because I'm going to look like a complete idiot uh, when this podcast actually drops and uh, the real score is revealed. But uh, I'm confident in the 49ers. I think, uh, like you said, really the only weak spot is secondary. And that's not even that bad. It's not, you know, it's not good. But uh, there are some some spots there where they could shore it up a little bit. But um, I just hope they can keep McCaffrey healthy for another year. And we get a full season out of him again. He's been so fun to watch this year. Um, the guy does it all uh, at, at a very high level. And uh, we all know how I feel about Brock Purdy. I'm not even going to talk about it at this point. The word is out. Sterling, keep your mouth shut on my boy. Because, uh, you know, he's going to he's gonna cash an MVP ticket for me. And uh, I hope you come out to the casino with me so we can cash that in person together. But... Uh, yeah, I, I love watching this team. It's tough for me as a Seahawks fan, but uh, you know, if there's a team that I root for when uh, the Seahawks aren't playing them, it is the 49ers. I know that's weird because they're technically like the highest. What's wrong with you? Right. I know. I, I don't know. They're they're the biggest rival, but I've also I love the city of San Francisco, so I know they don't play there technically anymore. But um, there's you know, I've got a two sided heart, man. What can I say? <laughs> I'm fine with it. Okay, well, that wraps up the 32 team rundown. I mean, I think we made good time. A little oh, over an hour in, in total. In total, I mean, we'll it was a sprint. I know we'll see what the time is. I know we kept stopped taking track, and I kind of changed the format quick so I can get my takeoff quick. You talk a little slower than me, Greg. Uh, <laughs> I know. I don't know if you kept taking time, but I think it was good. Um, I don't. I I I I failed to time myself on many of those segments, so um, I have a feeling that. If we were to break this down, I, I spent less time talking, but I could be wrong. I would assume you're right on that. Uh, yeah. You know, guess what? We're living life, okay? And uh, you know what, Greg? Good job by you. Hey, good job by you. I'm excited to hear about your trip down to California. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a good time. I'm I cannot wait to gamble on the. Uh, Celtics Clippers game. I will be in attendance. I will di- I will dictate that outcome. Okay. Did you did you bet that yet? I can't. No, it's not available. I'm gonna have to have my uh, oh that's right. my yeah conciliary betted for me. My runner. I'm so unf- I, I'm a, I'm so unfamiliar with NBA betting that I didn't realize that like they don't let you. Uh, they let you do the next day, but not like two days unless it's sure. like Christmas Day. They let you do like months like a month ago because that's okay. like they kind of assume health, but. No, like yeah, I, yeah. I could bet it. I would be able to bet it tomorrow, but I have, I have somebody that's gonna bet it for me. So, oh, of course you do. Well, that's good. Well, maybe it was um, you, Greg. Maybe I was anticipating you. What's that? Maybe I was anticipating you to run out there for me tomorrow. Um. Yeah. I mean, if I have time, I think I'm gonna leave work a little bit early. So, um, I was trying to go there before the airport, you know. At uh, but we leave, we leave here at four thirty. I don't know if the casino's hey. open at that hour. Uh, probably not, but I don't know. No, it closes, it, from, it closes from three to six. I remember because I was making a joke. Uh, I live in the shack. I live like I'd build a shack like on the property adjacent to it. <laughs> Show up every morning at like seven a.m. ready to drink. <laughs> yeah. Um. No heat. No heat in the shack. Well, that's. I will say. Um. That's kind of a. That's kind of a uh, misstep on their part because if you're if you're flying out of Spokane, you got to get a bed in. You're probably flying out pretty early because we don't have a lot of direct flights unless it's like super late or super early. Yep. So what they really need to do, and I I think this makes a lot of sense, 
Put a kiosk yeah. in the airport. No, yeah, put a kiosk in the airport. They probably can't do that. But put a red box style, put a red box style thing out in the parking lot. Why not? Why can't you just do that? It's a vending machine. Put it out there. You take bets 24-7. It's still on the casino grounds. Um, I, I don't think they could get away with it at the airport. That's too Las Vegas. Well, what but, I fear uh, is that that's an ATM with a lot of cash in it. I guess every ATM <laughs> does, right? Well, you could put it, no, but you could put it like right back to the to the wall. Oh, so the money goes have, right in. All cash goes right in there, man. You're good to go. No worries about theft. No worries about insanity. I like that. But idea. Uh, hey, I'm just saying it's a missed you know opportunity. What? Let's pitch it to them. Yeah, I think we could. That's a that's a million dollar idea right there. Maybe a billion or a trillion. Maybe a billion. Maybe a trillion. Why stop there? What's after a trillion? Oh my God! What is after a trillion? <laughs> Look this up. What's after a trillion? Um, quadrillion. Oh my God! I don't even know what this number is. Quadrillion. Yeah, and then quintillion. Yeah. And then a sextillion. Okay. I'm going to be the first sextillion heir. That sounds like a something you'd be. Thousand. Oh my God. This is a sextillion is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 21 zeros. That's a lot. A trillion is only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, forty, fifty. It's only fifteen zeros. So you get six more zeros. Wow. That's something to aspire to. That's what I that I'm gonna be the first sextillionaire. All right. You heard it here first, folks. I'm starting tomorrow with uh or starting this weekend or starting last weekend, right? I built my bank for yep. last weekend. Oh yeah. You Is Kyle well like a birthday way. gift I got her? Or Christmas? Uh yeah, no, she loves it. She loves it. The reviews are coming in, and uh, she is really enjoying this gift. Her Tesla Cybertruck, fresh off the lot. Yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, it's a little large, um, and I don't think she's going to be able to fully utilize it for probably fifteen more years. But uh, you know, we'll get there, and hopefully, the thing still runs. And so. of course, uh, ten bottles of Johnny Walker Blue Label for you in the mix. No, that hey, very generous and very well needed at this point in our lives. Uh, uh, the more alcohol, the better uh and uh yeah we 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 really appreciate uncle sterling coming through for christmas for our family much appreciated yeah i can't believe the broncos killed the patriots last week that was so nice that was so nice to end yeah. the stress oh, absolutely stress free absolutely uh okay never in doubt never in doubt, never in doubt. russell wilson at the game of his career uh absolutely well okay greg thank you for doing this on short notice i will upload this i'm going to bed i have to wake up in uh about five hours i'm gonna drink like three uh, and pass out do you remember when you drove me to, to wenatchee this is gonna be the same thing i just have to get drunk quick <laughs> so. i do remember that i do remember that well safe travels to you happy holidays have fun down in california and i look forward to hearing about it salute brother thank you all right absolutely